All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. Great first hour. I really enjoyed that. I appreciate all the positive text from you guys and gals out there. I do come back on the air with some sad news to confirm. It has been confirmed that Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach has been called home. He has passed away officially. Uh, the school just released a statement. You can find that anywhere you open up social media. I shared it to my Facebook page as well. Uh, <clears throat> prayers to all of my fellow Mississippi State fans, Mike Leach family, the school, anybody involved. A sad, sad day to have a when anybody passes. Um, and it's got to be a rare occasion for a sitting head coach to pass. Uh, his last win was against Ole Miss. As a Mississippi State fan, I would definitely – Take that. All right. We are joined in the studio this morning. We're bringing back our testimonial Tuesdays, as I promised, after a two-week hiatus due to Clay uh, being a terrible scheduler. I have Allison Lee Noe. I've got the name right this time. <laughs> it's uh, Allison Lee Noe. But it's pronounced, it's spelled like new. Or maybe it's not. Maybe that's just how I see it. Allison, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, we, Look, I, I was telling them on there, I don't know if you were listening to the first hour or not, but I said... I've known you forever, but I don't know that we've ever actually been in the same room together, you know, knowingly anyway. And so it's a pleasure to finally get you on here. Um, You've started a podcast yourself. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, currently I am a women's hormone and metabolic health coach. Uh, I absolutely love what I do. And um, one thing that we know for sure is that women um, grow up not knowing much about their bodies. And I love seeing light bulbs come on when I'm talking to women about how their bodies work. Very, very different for men, but most of healthcare and the fitness world is structured for a man's body. And it just doesn't work for us girls. So um, I, I love to educate women on how our bodies actually work, how we can uh, achieve wellness without the use of medication. So very much from a holistic perspective, I think God created our bodies to run quite well. Um, but modern day society has us relying on medications and, you know, just our culture in general is pretty opposite of the way our bodies run. So um as I've been talking to women all over the U.S. about their health and their bodies, I have seen a great need to share this information more broadly. So I've started a podcast called The Landing Spot Podcast. You can find that on Apple Podcast and Spotify. So um, it's been a lot of fun. I'm only about 10 episodes in so far, but we've got an exciting 2023 coming up. That's awesome. So we have multiple things to talk about here, but I love that you're also a content creator because I don't think there's enough of us doing it here in central Mississippi. Right. Regardless of what it's about, I don't care when I talk to other people about these. I'm like, just start. People ask me all the time, how'd you get started? Mm -hmm. Man, at some point, you just got to cut the phone on. Don't worry about the high dollar equipment. Don't worry about none of that. Just start. That's the most important thing you can do in anything you do in life Mm -hmm. is just start. Or if it's it's addiction and recovery type stuff, just stop. (laughs) Right, right. You know, like start or stop. Do something. Do something. Yep. Absolutely. So you you ran cr- uh, cross country, right? Yeah. Um, after I got sober, I realized that I really love to run. Uh, my mom was a fantastic runner. She actually got the first women's scholarship in the state of Mississippi. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, at the age of 28, I got to run cross country with Bellhaven University. Who was your coach over there? Coach Christy Barber. Coach Christy. Uh, my cousin was the coach at 
Millsaps. Okay. So I, I was trying to um I was trying to remember where you went. I knew it was one or the other. I just couldn't remember. So that's cool. At age twenty eight, out there. Comp- I mean, it's too funny to call somebody at twenty eight old, but out there competing with the young bucks. Mm-hmm, yep. I um. You know, just the way God works, I had no idea that there would be an age limit in collegiate sports. And um, so I started contacting uh, local colleges about running. And lo and behold, Bellhaven was uh, still NAIA. So they weren't NCAA yet. And so they didn't have an age limit. So I got to, I got to run um, cross country. And I wasn't the only one my age. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's good stuff there. That's good. And look, I mean, anybody. And that is something. When I first got in the car business, <clears throat> it was right after I got out of the nightclub business. And there was a guy that worked at the car lot, and he used to be an alcoholic. And he got into cross-country running and doing marathons mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And <clears throat> we got into a little back and forth one day out on the lot. And I said, man, all you did was trade one addiction for another. And uh, <clears throat> people laughed me off anyway. The next day he came back and he said, man, you know, I was looking, I got home and I was looking in my closet and saw these medals. I looked at all the injuries I've had. I've done all this stuff. And I was like, dang it, Clay was right. I really did just trade one addiction for another. And I do want to clarify, that's a good thing. It, it is okay to be addicted yeah. at, at, at healthy stuff. Yeah. You know, as long as it's not, doesn't take away from being a good father, husband, mother. Right wife all those things yeah you know somebody actually told me the same thing um and we're we're going to put our passion our effort our drive most addicts are addicts because they have a lot of something inside them and they just haven't found that avenue to to put it out there you know to get it out and so yeah you'll see a lot of people in recovery going hardcore with some sort of sport um now as with anything, you can take it too far. I mean, the Lord had to correct me even with running. You know, I, I made it an idol. He didn't give me that gift to worship it or to worship myself because of it. And I found myself in that position. And so he, you know, uh, gracefully humbled me. And, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a learning experience. But um, I absolutely jumped from drugs and alcohol to running for sure. Oh, no, look, no, no, and I think that I think that's the 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 first domino to fall for a lot of people as they get clean and sober. It's like, okay, I did this damage to my body. Mm-hmm. Let me try to auto correct that mm-hmm. by the most extreme measures possible, right? And be be addicted to to fitness. Yeah. And I mean, again, if you got to be addicted to something, it, it, it's not a bad thing. You know, you talked about um, people in addiction looking for things to fill the void, basically, whether mm-hmm. it's working out or whatever. I. I, of course, did the working out thing for a few years and I kind of, I tore my shoulder up and kind of hit a wall. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, I, I need an outlet. I don't know what it is. I, I got to, I need it. It's creative. It's whatever you had asked me before we went on the air. How did I end up with a radio show? And I, I started the Save Jackson page and all that stuff. I was just looking for an outlet. I didn't know what it was. I started watching urban exploration videos and was like, I think I can do that. I don't know. Yeah. Let me just, there's enough empty buildings around here. Let's try it. And, but it started filling that void. I was like, I like this. This is keeping me clean and sober and, and all these other things, you know, and uh, it is, it's filling that void and finding something you're passionate about. Uh, a lot of people also jump straight to church is a thing for a lot of people that get out or getting into sobriety because it's a safe place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a warm blanket on a cold day mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's got a lot like an opioid is, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's why people gravitate towards drugs, too. They're a warm blanket on a cold day. But church is the same way in a good way, though. And uh, anyway, so a creative outlet is always something I tell people, like, try to find something you enjoy doing that you don't have to be high to do right. or drunk or whatever the case may be. So let's start at the beginning a little bit here. Um, 
tell us how you went down a path. It was drugs, alcohol. What was your poison of choice? Um, well, growing up, I uh, I saw alcohol as a it's what adults did drink in excess. You know, my my parents like to have fun, and it. I mean, they had fun. It looked fun. Um, so I always associated ad- adulthood with alcohol in excess. And so um, as soon as I got into high school, you know, I went to a ranking County high school where drinking in pastures is what you did, you know, where'd you go? I went to Brandon. Went to Brandon. I went to, I went to Byram and we had pasture parties a lot, yeah. very, very similar, but different at the same time. Yeah. Pasture parties. And we ended up in Jackson at some of those clubs that we could get into with fake IDs, you know, just the whole high school deal. Um, so I started, I mean, freshman year out the gate drinking, um, a lot and um, just thought I was cool, thought it was fun. And it, it is pretty glorified in our society, you know, and it's very normalized because it's legal. Um, but I think that if the majority of people took a look at their lives and they saw what they could do if they removed it, they would they would take a, a second thought to it. But um, there are some people who can manage it well. And for those, you know, I'm a little jealous. But um, <laughs> anyway, so I would say my junior year, maybe my senior year, um, a friend of mine gave me an Adderall. And that's really what lit my brain up. Um, you know, I, I drank because it was fun socially. And it I thought it made me somebody, um, but when I got that Adderall, that's probably what I would say my first love was. It's like that Matthew McConaughey movie. I think it means it called Limitless, mm-hmm. where there's this pill they take and it opens your brain up to being able to use your whole brain instead of just a third of it or whatever. Yep. The first time you take an Adderall or do meth or any kind of speed like that, that's what it feels like. It feels like I am limitless. I can do anything. Yeah. I can take over the world. Yeah. And uh, like my friend Skeletor here. <laughs> I got my skeletal book in the studio. Anyway, it's so true. Adderall would do that. And it makes you be able to drink all night, too. Yes. Well, it, which was the other part of my love for speed, because I, I love to party. I, I was a social butterfly, which is so funny, because now when the streetlights are on, I'm ready to be at home with my dog. <laughs> Me too. Um, but so uh, that was my introduction to speed. And... You know, I will try not to get on soapboxes. I just have the pharmaceutical industry as a whole. I could spend your whole day going into that. But no, no, you're welcome to jump right on that soapbox on this show. I promise (laughs) that's um, it's it's disgusting and there's a lot of blood on their hands. But um, another talk for another day. But I do think that there needs to be greater awareness for the students that are being prescribed Adderall. Um, Now, I did not have ADD, ADHD. What we do know parents is that ADD and ADHD can be maintained and controlled with diet and exercise. Um, And you're not introducing one what molecular component away from actual meth. As as I got into as I got into the the carnivore keto lifestyle Uh uh, last year or over the last since January, you you inevitably end up doing a ton of research and watching videos and all this. And one of the things I kept coming back to, and you, you just said about kids and the diet was parents who had kids in bad situations and they removed the sugar mm-hmm. and some other things, how it auto-corrected the human body. Yes. It's phenomenal. Yes. It's, I, I love looking at this and it's a very hard sell because every, uh, 
bit of kids food is just laden with sugar. And, you know, on social media alone, uh, I think it's like $4 billion a year is spent to market towards kids in their kids' junk food. You know, it's what it's what kids love. and The shiny cereal boxes yeah. and cartoons Fruit on them. Fruit roll-ups and, and, the, and yeah. the Capri Suns and all of it. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. So our brain has essentially um, a brain sugar regulation, like our body has the blood sugar regulation. And we can create resistance to the, to the things. It's kind of like an insulin resistance in the brain. And that'll that'll mess up all sorts of things. So when you remove sugar from a child's diet, um, primarily uh, you see all sorts of benefits, everything from autism to, you know, um, attention deficit you know disorder. There are so many things um, that happen. Um, and you also uh, can ward off addictive behaviors in the future because what sugar does is the same thing cocaine does in the brain. It hits, it hits that dopamine receptor. And that's why we want more and more and more. You know, um, I'm still, if I get on sugar, I, I, I can't keep it in my house. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm the same way. I, when I decided I had to quit eating junk, I quit going to gas stations. That was like one of the little things, like when people talk about your triggers, I, I just pay at the pump. And get the hell out of there. Yeah. And that's, I love that you brought that up because we have triggers everywhere with food. You know, I don't do t- cocaine anymore, but I, I don't have to be around it. It's yeah. a lot easier to remove yeah. that. It is. But when you walk into a gas station, a grocery store, you know, it's everywhere. It's all over social media. It's all over TV. And it's, you have to eat to survive. Oh, and we've turned, we got to take a break, but we turned into this body positivity stuff. And like, it's not okay to tell people you don't need to do this. I was in a gas station the other day and I was just looking around at all the stuff. And I, the same day I saw a picture, I'm sure you've seen that picture floating around of uh, Americans on a beach back in the fifties or sixties. Mm-hmm. And there's not a single fat person in the picture mm-hmm. versus now everybody's fat or no overwhelming majority are. I said, you know, it comes back to little things, you know, in 1950, I bet they had one candy bar to choose from. Right. And now you have 37 of one kind of candy bar yep. to choose from. And I bet you there's several hundred different candy bars just in a store, not to mention all the other sweet and sour treats and chips and everything else. The drinks. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, nailed it on the drinks. All right, let's take a break real quick. When we come back, we'll get back on track. I want to talk about the Adderall stuff and your journey into where we're at now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Real quick, let me tell you about my friends over at Watkins construction and roofing better yet how about we let their customers tell you about watkins construction roofing i've got their reviews pulled up here it's their testimonials too just like we have testimonial tuesday we'll uh, we'll read one of theirs it says we had a competitor come out and tell us that we needed a whole new roof we had watkins come out for a second opinion to find out our roof was only four years old and just needed some extra ceiling around the architectural parts of the roof saved us a lot of money Johnny was our rep, and I know Johnny Casada. He's a good dude. Johnny was our rep, and he was awesome. He was honest, provided photos of everything on the roof, explained everything thoroughly, and was quick to respond. Could not have asked for better customer service. That is from Chris, Krista or Crystal, Crystal Howell with a five star review there. Hey, look, let Watkins Construction and Roofing be your go to roof repair specialist. You can check them out online at WatkinsConstructionInc.com. 
you may not need a whole roof. You may just need some repairs. They got you covered no matter what the case. That's Watkins Construction Roofing right here in central Mississippi, but they work statewide. All right, I am joined in studio this morning by Allison Lee Noe. Got it right again. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are talking about addiction. And, man, we've gone down some rabbit holes I wasn't expecting already. Uh, I love the sugar rabbit hole. I do. But let's go back so we stay on track a little bit because I am the king of rabbit holes. You prescribed Adderall in high school. Uh, well, no, I was given Adderall from a friend who was okay. prescribed. I got you. Got so you. Okay. I was never diagnosed with ADD. In fact, it did not help me focus, but it helped me party, um, like sure. you said. Um, and then after high school, I didn't, I didn't really know who I was or what I wanted to do. Uh, I, I thought about a career in law. My granddaddy was an attorney, and at that point, I loved politics and liked to argue. So I thought, mm, oh, that'll be fine. <laughs> um, but it is. It is. <laughs> I had gotten knee deep in the restaurant industry, and. Uh, that can be a pretty uh, toxic place, um, you know, just that nightlife. It's tough. I mean, like I was telling you there towards the end of my 15 years in the bar business was my worst from an addiction standpoint because mm-hmm. I'd gotten burnt out on it. So I was filling that void with the drugs mm-hmm. and yeah. to keep going and stuff. Yep, yep. Um, so after high school, I, I was taking some classes here and there at a junior college, but I was primarily focused on the the party scene and was introduced to cocaine um, and then some meth. And it was just kind of a, I don't know, eight year stint of fluctuating between the two of those. And um, I mean, the only thing that I really knew that I was good at was partying. And I... I look at kids today in high school and it's like they know who they are. They know where they stand with the Lord and they, um, they just, they have a drive that I never had. And so I don't know why that was missing for me. You know, I, I always had a roof over my head. Um, my parents loved me. So I don't, I don't really know other than I just, I had no identity outside of a party. And uh, so it was the only life that I ever really knew. I was a great bartender and waitress. You know, I, I just, I loved people. I did know that. Um, but just a very lost soul. So when I was, I guess, 28, 27 or 28, um, a friend of mine and I decided, oh, well, let's get on a little healthy kick. Let's stop drinking for, you know, a month, 30 days. Like a sober October type thing. Yeah, but it was January and we're like, we're going to, you know, lose a little weight and get fit. And I was thinking in the back of my mind, yeah, right. Like I haven't been more than two or three days without drinking in 12 years, you know, but sounds good. Sure, I'll (laughs) say it. Um, So day number one of that, I woke up and I knew I was done. And, and I mean, this was literally a 12 year party I'd been at. I had not stopped. And that morning I woke up and I just, I knew I was done and I didn't know what that meant. And I was terrified. I remember, you know, I'd been out all night partying and I remember going home and getting in my bed and I was shaking and crying and I just, I didn't know what does that mean? The only life I ever know or had known is done. And it was, you know, looking back at it, it's like God tapped me on the shoulder and was like, Hey, you know, we've got other stuff to do. So one of the questions I love to ask people, and it feels like yours may be a really unique answer here. Was there a rock bottom 
that you hit or was it just an aha moment? Um, I mean, there should have been rock bottoms. You know, I overdosed one time. I woke up in places not knowing where I was. There were a lot of moments that should have been a huge wake-up call to me. But everybody that I surrounded myself with, it was such the norm that I didn't realize how insane my life was. Um, <clears throat> the only way that I can explain me dropping everything because most of the people I was with back then, you know, have done multiple stints in rehab. They didn't make it. They, or they're just still stuck in the same, you know, patterns with those maladaptive coping skills. And so the only way that I can explain it is that the Lord just, he he redirected my path. You know, we got a great text in earlier from Miss Sylvia on the guns and gear text line. It was talking about uh, infidelity and marriage. And so I did the whole thing about marriage in the first hour or divorce. And I was talking about, be careful about the company you keep in your circle. Uh And she sent me this Bible verse. And when you said that about the company you were surrounding yourself with, it reminded me of it. It says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. First Corinthians 1533. Uh And it's kind of funny to get to use that twice in the same show on two completely different subjects. But that's the first thing that came to mind Uh because it is definitely the company you keep. When I, when I was able to finally find some sobriety or some direction anyway, it was, I had to cut everybody off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that I was so shielded from their reactions because I did. I just completely removed myself. You know, it was not hard for me because I just didn't want anything to do with that lifestyle anymore. Um, By the grace of God, I was just done. And yeah, I mean, it really is. It is. I, I mean, I have friends, um, I attend Celebrate Recovery in Byram. It's such an amazing recovery community. And, you know, I realize how lucky I am. So the reason that I named my podcast The Landing Spot, um, it has everything to do with my recovery. And we're all recovering from something. Everybody is recovering from something. Um, but what I realized was I was fortunate in that when I decided to get my life together, I had a place to land. You know, I had parents that could help me, grandparents that were there for me. A lot of the friends that I've made in um, the recovery community, they had nothing. They started using with their parents. You know, their parents were drug addicts. It was uh, a really toxic situation from the beginning, and they had nowhere to go. You're really right about that. And I do pull on that together, the name, the landing spot. I was blessed in the same way you were that I had a solid family that I I had a safe space to get to, mm-hmm. to to go to land, and I as I've gotten older, I've tried to become more em- empathetic because mm-hmm. I've always like I've liked empathy. I, I, it's something I try to work through here publicly. Everybody doesn't have the same situation I had, and I I'm trying to open my eyes up. And it's one of the reasons I do this show once a week here with somebody who's battling or been through the battle because mm-hmm. I want to understand everybody's battle different. That That's a great, great, I just had one of those aha moments. Yeah. Well, I love that you do that. It's important. When I got sober, you know, my journey was relatively easy um, because of my family and because of God's grace. But, and so I, I lacked empathy too. You know, I had a friend that relapsed and I was really ticked at her and I, I made a public statement about it. I was so frustrated because she had a life that, that I I was envious of. She had a great husband and children and all these things that I had wanted for so long. And, and when she relapsed, it was really bad. And I was really upset with her and I didn't take time to ask her 
what happened? How are you? You know, there, there's so many aspects to people's stories that we don't take the time to, to gather that information. We just go immediately into judgment. And I have been there. And so, yeah, same as you, Clay. I mean, the Lord has opened my eyes to, uh, the, the much needed empathy. You know, we yep. all have a struggle just because one person's struggle looks worse than, than yours. Well, like it goes back, everybody's rock bottom is different. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a break real quick. When we come back, we'll pick back up with, uh, your, your, uh, your sobriety challenge, right? Yeah. That's where I kind of left off when we went down that last rabbit hole. All right. This is the Clay Edwards show joined in studio this morning by Allison Lee Noe with the landing spot podcast. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards show. We are live here in the Mac hike of Flowwood studios. This segment going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Guns and Gear. Get out there and see Hunter and the team out there at Guns and Gear for all of your guns, ammo, Cerakoting, smithing, uh, gunsmithing needs. They got it all. They're also the home of No Limit Ammo, located right out there on Highway 51 in Gluckstadt. You can't miss them. You can also shop them online 24-7, 365 at gunsingearms.com. Type it just like you would type guns and roses. Just say gear instead of roses. That's gunsandgearms.com. And give them a follow on social media. They got their deal of the day. You never know when you may see something you want. They always got some cool stuff going on there. All right, I'm joined in the studio this morning by Allison Lee Noe. And we are talking about all kind of great stuff. We're talking about her testimony. And we kind of left off at Allison uh, was... 8, 10, 12 years into one long party and a friend of hers challenged her to a kind of a 30 day sobriety thing. And uh, so tell us, let's pick up there. Yeah. So like I said, day one, which I, the night before had not even intended on starting, but day one woke up and, and just knew I was done with the party scene. And, um, so that was it. That was the last, you know, that was, uh, January 3rd, 2011. And, I have been blessed with sobriety ever since. Um, I fell into running, um, loved running, and as we mentioned earlier, ended up getting a small scholarship to run for Bellhaven University. And I'll tell you, that place is so special to me. Um, That's really where I experienced uh, God's love and provision to that degree. The professors there were so hard, but you know, their classes were tough, but they had this special love for their students that only comes from the father and the students there. I, they blew my mind because I've been in Jackson. I've been partying in Jackson for, you know, my whole life. And I'd never seen kids like this. I'm like, where did y'all come from? Um, special times. I loved it. And so then um, I got a bachelor's degree in sports medicine, exercise science there and uh, got interested in strength and conditioning for female college athletes. There's a huge need for female strength coaches. So um, from there, went to your favorite school, the University of Mississippi, <laughs> for um, grad school and was originally in their exercise science master's program and ended up switching to health promotion. And again, just fell in love with uh, learning structured ways to help people um, attain health. And 
that was a lot of fun. It, well, it's been fun watching your journey on social media for the entire time we've been friends on social media. Because I watched you from the club days. I watched you to the track and field day or the cross country running days. I watched us remember seeing you at Ole Miss and I've, and I've been following your journey and you're doing CrossFit now, right? Ish. And, <laughs> and, and you're, you know, and you're, and you're doing this, all the stuff that you're doing. And it's, it's cool to watch somebody grow, even if you don't really know them, you know, just from afar. Yeah. You know, that, that is one of the cool things about social media. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I've watched, um, same you know people grow I, I I think to myself sometimes wow we're really growing up now you know <laughs> I see um friends of mine that just are in love with the Lord and and serving God and you know that back in the day we were doing anything but so it's uh, a lot of fun to I, witness I did a post the other day and said man it's really cool because I remember starting back on the MySpace days and uh, it was just all party 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 and then for the better part of Facebook days too now I'm seeing people my age that I remember seeing their when their children were born on social media, mm-hmm. and now I'm seeing pictures with their grandchildren born yeah. on social media, <laughs> and uh, you know it's just cool to see people embracing the different the different chapters of their lives and stuff. Yeah. You know, so so you get up there and you get into the holistic the women's health stuff. Yeah. What's the technical name for that again? Uh, well, I mean, so I'm I'm into holistic health as a whole. So I. Did not learn much of that in academia. Um, I'd actually been accepted into a PhD program at Ole Miss and, um, kind of like, kind of like God redirected me into sobriety. Um, he, he, he gave me a, a notion that it was time to leave school. I'd finished my master's and, um, and was just pretty burned out, you know, um, so, Came came back here and was introduced to uh, some more holistic approaches to health with fasting and and things of that nature and just don't yes there are many many benefits women it looks different for men and how you fast and we can do a whole show on that but um well let me pause you for one second yeah all right just real quick on the I do the intermittent fasting uh-huh. uh, so I, <clears throat> I eat once a day between six and ten p.m. Uh-huh. well one big meal a yeah. day and, and you know as car- few carbs as possible because uh-huh. carbs carbs count even more if you come off a fast apparently so what how would a woman do that yeah so i'm actually gonna wrap up a 48 hour fast this evening but ladies um if you are still cycling then you need to be careful because that can affect your hormonal cycle and so there are certain times during a woman's hormonal cycle that it it is a lot easier um, to fast and then there are certain times where it's not and the reason that it's not is because your body is doing all sorts of things to prepare for its next phase and so you will be hungrier you will be angrier and you can also uh, mess up your production of progesterone, which is really important. So, so the last thing we need more of in the world is hangry women. That's uh, that's a fact. That <laughs> is a fact. I think we can all agree on that. Is this is all stuff you discuss on your podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In depth. Um, it's so interesting. Yeah. I love to talk about this stuff. Now, look, you should meet our friend. Uh, you, you met him, but Mike Madison, who comes on from 9 to 11 here every day, this is right in his wheelhouse. I mean, he's, he's who I learned most of this stuff from. So yeah. I, I would love to hear two more educated people talk about this than myself. Yeah. Be, be good stuff there. So so you've got into the, to, to the holistic stuff, which I think is awesome. And the older you get, the more you... They, I, I tell you, big pharma and stuff have done a really good job of making holistic sound hooky. Yeah. Hooky and, oh, you must be just old, old crazy... Uh, oils you know mineral mineral oils and rocks mm-hmm. person you know what i mean where really there's so much you can do holistically you know we all got here humans have been around a long time and we got here 
do a lot of holistic stuff, not medicine. Yeah. It's really just over the last hundred years that medicine, the uh, last 50 years or so, that medicine really became this this industry. Yeah. And so I, I own my own little company called Whole Story Health. And what I do is help women um, navigate the different phases of life uh, from a holistic perspective. So we do not need to depend on birth control to have a regular cycle. We do not need to depend on metformin to control our insulin regulation. Your body can do that and will do that naturally. And you will feel so much better for it. Uh, but y- you have to learn what your body needs. And, you know, we are inundated with all of these uh, hormone disruptors. We've got artificial light sources that are confusing our body. There's so many factors that once you learn a, uh, a few key lifestyle changes, everything starts to work again. I always say that it is quite amazing what the human body is capable of. And God did not mess us up. We messed us up. You know, we live this lifestyle of convenience. Um, and now people think that you have to live that way in order to succeed. And if you'll just go against the grain just a little bit, you will blow yourself away with how successful you will be and how great you feel. I would love to hear your thoughts. It'll obviously have to be another show, but I would love to hear your thoughts on <clears throat> the food that we eat that we even think is healthy today, like with all the additives and preservatives and mm-hmm. steroids and all this other stuff, the damage it's doing to us. I don't think there's any accident that the more mass produced food gets, the higher the cancer rates are going up and all that. I think it's, they go hand in hand. Oh, it's directly tied to that. And, you know, we look at fertility issues in men and women, you know, testosterone is on a massive decrease um, in men and women. And that causes issues. If you look at infertility rates, it's um, like one in four families now are experiencing this and it is directly tied to um, the food that we eat. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Look, this is great stuff here. Let's take our last break of the day. We normally take it a little later, but I want to give us a little bit more landing strip to come back and kind of end the show. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am joined here in studio by Allison Lee Noe, and we are uh, talking about health and addiction and recovery and the Lord and all kind of great stuff this morning. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here in the Mac hike of flowwood studios hey look man if you are hungry tonight and you want some pizza check out acme pizza and daiquiris located right there at fan and mart on the res they're available on all food delivery apps they open daily at 4 p.m for dine-in or carry out and a little contradictory to what we're talking about this morning but they do have nine flavors of frozen daiquiris if that is your thing and a full service bar so check out acme pizza and daiquiris i got the deep fried pizza allison do you ever miss eating stuff like deep fried pizzas um, you know, I did initially, but I have a two day hangover from a cheat meal like that now. I mean, you know, I really have to weigh. Sometimes the answer is yes, it's worth it. But a lot of times when I'm looking at well, what do I have to do the next day or two, it's just not worth it anymore. I just don't feel good after I eat that kind of thing. It's interesting that you mentioned the, uh, the, the <clears throat> food hangover there. Mm-hmm. It's a and real look, thing. Before I go into that, y'all check out Acme Pizza and Daiquiri. Get your very own food hangover. Today, I call it the, get, you, get, 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 them, get them meat sweats uh, over there at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Tell Chip that you heard it on the Clay Edwards show. Um, that, that's interesting you mentioned that. The, the body does, once you get past the, the, the cravings and the sugars and all this other stuff, and you get to really eating a high-protein, low-carb diet for an extended amount of time or whatever version of that that you, you want to do, it, it's funny when you do get your cheat meal. 
Mine's pizza. I, I love pizza. Yeah, who doesn't? Steak was probably my favorite food until I had to start eating it every day. Right. <laughs> so, so now my favorite food is pizza. And so when, when I did a cheat meal, I did this weekend, it was, it was pizza. And, uh, but I do. I, I feel rougher. It took me a, two days to kind of shake it off and yeah. kind of run it through my system. And I'm probably not back in ketosis yet. Yeah. You know, f- from that. But it was a fun weekend. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you plan for it and you know what's going on, you know, I mean, I, it, that's the only thing that I can equate it to. It feels like I used to feel when I was hungover, but it's, it's a similar response because it's the sugar and the alcohol that creates that hangover mm-hmm. was well, the sugar and the pizza, you know, that turns directly into sugar in the blood. And so you have this massive blood sugar spike and all these inflammatory markers, you know, come in to try to, to heal the wound. Your body takes these processed foods. It looks at it and it's like, okay, that's not supposed to be here. There's a wound happening. We need to recover from it. And that's what inflammation is. It's the first step of healing. Um, But when we are constantly introducing these processed foods to our body, your body is always in that first step of healing. So it never gets to go through that whole process. Allison, this has been great. Um, I could sit here and talk to you about this all day next time. And there will be a next time. Hopefully, uh, if you can make time. We got to do two hours. Sounds great. We could really peel this onion back. You got about a minute left. Tell everybody how to find you, where's your podcast, all that stuff. Yeah. So on Instagram, I am at Allison Health Coach Noe. Uh, the last name is N O O E. I'm also on Facebook, Allison Lee Noe. And the podcast is The Landing Spot Podcast. Again, that's on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Man, look, this has been great. Again, I appreciate you coming in. I'm going to check out the podcast. I knew it was there. And after talking to you today, now it's must listen for, for sure. me. I mean, even though I'm sure it's probably geared more towards women's health, but I'm a, I'm a father of, mm-hmm. of girls. I mean, the more I can know, you know, I talk, talk radio every day. I need to, I need to learn new things. The more, um, we understand each other and our differences, the better we can communicate and get along. So, yeah. I can't always be right if I am not doing my research. That's true. <laughs> That's how you have a successful marriage there, folks. You have to always be right. <laughs> I can like, look, man, uh, Mike Madison is up next, followed by Jamison Haygood in his new spot from 11 to 12. Then we have our national guys, with Charlie Kirk and Dana, and then Kim Wade, Radio Strongman, 4 to 6 p.m. to close out our live and local entertainment here on WYAB for the day. The podcast will be available here shortly. Just go search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download podcasts. You can always go to clayedwardshow.com, and everything is there. Hey, I do have shirts available. Don't forget our big Clay Edwards Show Christmas party, Wednesday, the 21st, Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, Downtown Brandon. I will see you tomorrow. Peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.